Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. How are you? Hey, Randy. Hey, I'm doing good, buddy. I have an anniversary. My wife and I, 10-year anniversary this week. And, you know, we went to the Missouri Botanical Gardens. And, you know, that was one of those spots here in St. Louis, much like the Arch, that I've actually never been to. And, and native of St. Louis, is, it's a hot spot for tourists, Randy and Michelle, as you know. And I just never thought to go, get around to go to it. I tell you what, I was fascinated. I never thought I'd enjoy flowers so much. That is a beautiful little spot we got here in St. Louis. We should all feel very lucky. We should, and Joey, I'll tell you this, not at my behest, but my family were Botanical Garden members, and they have some really cool things during the holidays, during the summer, when they, it's actually in the fall, they have a Japanese festival that's really cool, but they have lights during the holiday season. It really is kind of a, a hidden, unknown gem for many people here. It's beautiful, and you know, you you come in off Shaw, and you see the entrance, and you think it's just, it's just kind of a small park. But then you go in, and it just there's like layers and layers and layers to it. It just kind of goes on forever. And, and to your point about becoming a member, Randy, we liked it so much, we signed up. We're, we're annual members now. Love it. And uh, I'm I'm talking about going back, and it was amazing too. I was walking around, uh, you know, the grounds there. I got to thinking about squirrels, Randy. Like, there's these squirrels that are just living the dream in the Missouri Botanical Gardens. And I got to thinking, why doesn't every squirrel live? Like, if I'm a squirrel, I'm going to Missouri Botanical Gardens. I mean, uh, it's well-kept grass, plenty of food. I don't think there's a threat. There's no coyotes, from what I understand, in the Missouri Botanical Gardens. I mean, maybe no other squirrels in St. Louis know about it. Maybe that's a problem. But if I'm a squirrel, I'll tell you what, I'm going to the Botanical Gardens. Joey, here's my theory there. Just like you, who's lived in St. Louis forever, and you had never been there, I think the squirrels that are in the Missouri Botanical Garden know how good they have it, and so they're trying to keep it a secret. Because they're like, hey, we don't want to be overrun with all these squirrels here. Part of the beauty is that we have space to roam here. I think You know what, Michelle? That's a really good point. I think that that's probably why no squirrels are inviting their squirrel friends from, let's say, Kirkwood or Sunset Hills to the Missouri, because once they know, then they're like, oh, my God. It's kind of the same way when you go to Disney World and you see the ducks on the pond right outside Cinderella's Castle. I'm like, I'm a freaking duck. I'm living it. I'm Disney World. You get free food. People give you free food. They admire you. think you're, you know, great. You have this castle to look at, all the different tourists. It's great people watching. But, you know, um, ducks are a little bit tougher probably because ducks are flying over. So I would imagine that the ducks, through the, the hierarchy system of um, the, the strongest will survive, I'd imagine that the ducks living in Disney World are probably the strongest ducks in the world because they're constantly fighting off other ducks who have the V formation flying over Magic Kingdom. Yeah, Darwinism with the ducks for sure, Joey. And I appreciate that you have revealed that it was your first time at the Botanical Garden because sometimes us here in St. Louis, if we reveal that we haven't done something very classic St. Louis, we kind of catch some side eye. For instance, last summer, I had admitted publicly that I had never been to Ted Drew's and people torched me for it. I grew up on the ill side. We went to White Cottage. When we would come over to St. Louis, it was a very specific reason. We're going to a game. We're going to Union Station. We just never made it to Ted Drew's. I remedied that. It was amazing. But Joey, is there anything other than the Botanical Garden that is very St. Louis that you have not done? Um, you know what? I have never, besides the Botanical Garden, you know, okay, I, I've never actually been to the City Museum. I guess I could say that's probably one. The City Museum, oh, yeah. I've actually never been to the Art Museum down what? in Forest Park. 
I've uh, never been to the art museum, and I've never sledded down or slayed down, however you say it, Art Hill during the winter months um, down at Forest Park either. I guess I've I've really never experienced Forest Park to its full depth. I would say that's probably my my biggest um, hit against me as far as the St. Louis native. And you will like the art museum. Your 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 personality lends itself well to enjoying the art museum. I'm going to take that as a compliment, Randy. Thank no, you. No, you're you're a cultured guy. Now, here, Joey, is one of the things that, and Michelle, I want you to weigh in on this, okay. but I have difficulty. The the ten the traditional gift for ten year anniversary is aluminum or tin. So, like, what are you are you supposed to buy your wife a, a thing of foil or a DeLorean? What what is the nice aluminum or tin gift that you get somebody for a ten year anniversary? Don't fall for it, boys. That, that's a trick. I read that same thing. Apparently, every year it's like a certain thing, mm-hmm. copper and magnesium. A guy wrote that. A guy wrote that, <laughs> all that dialogue you're reading, and, and, and you're a fool if you fall for it. Diamonds. What do you get one year? Diamonds. What do you get two years? Diamonds. Ten years, 20 years. Diamonds, diamonds. Just keep pushing the diamonds, and you'll be out of the doghouse. Don't listen to that thing. That's, yeah. that's false. Joey, that's an elite play by you. Elite play. Because as Randy's going through this, I'm thinking, tin? That sounds like a guy said that so that he could buy himself something to put in his garage and say happy anniversary to us. But you're right, Joey. You cannot go wrong with consistent diamonds as a gift. Diamonds. You know, Michelle. Bigger is better and biggest is best. Come on. Let's not not kid ourselves here. I'm not getting her a tin antique coca-cola sign that they found on highway 44 outside steelville no way not happening i like my house i like sleeping in my bed good idea well joey speaking of diamonds we won another stanley cup championship ring here in st louis and i'm so excited for hockey to get back up and and rolling here are you counting down the days the same way we are it's just it feels like it's so close yet so far I am. You know, I tell you what, I am, guys. And, you know, I think for me, it, it gets more and more exciting. You know, I, I, I drop in and, and catch up with some players, both on the Blues and on different teams around the league that I played with, just to kind of see where they're at, how they're feeling. And I get more excited on a daily basis because of the energy that I'm receiving from these guys. You know, I think it's easy to look at these players and say that I wonder if these guys are even excited to play. Uh, they're leaving their, their lake houses or the guys in Europe are leaving the ocean fronts and they're coming back and playing hockey in July. This has got to be weird, right? Uh, it's actually quite the opposite from what I've actually talked to. I think guys are really energized. They're, they're full of, of, of vinegar and, and they're excited to get back. Uh, they're excited to uh, the prospect of playing a month and a half of hockey where they could potentially have a Stanley Cup ring and have their name on the cup and have a parade. I mean, all the things you, you love as a hockey player and the goal you reach for, uh, they don't look at it with an asterisk. This is, this is the real deal, and they're going to go after it. In some ways, they think it's going to be one of the hardest ones to win for that reason. They're excited to come back. Uh, the Blues players are slowly trickling in. You have a couple more guys from European, or the European guys coming in on Sunday. I think we'll be full intact uh, sometime mid to late next week. So seeing all the guys on the ice, I, I am getting more and more excited. I think this thing still is trending in the right direction. I know there was a bit of a setback last week with some uh, new players testing positive. Uh, But again, from what I've heard from players, uh, they look at it like more players are being tested, and that's just uh, the reality of the situation. It doesn't seem like it's kind of going to hinder anything moving forward, guys. I really feel like we're going to see some hockey here in August. Joey, baseball has instituted a rule, absolutely no fighting, completely 100% forbidden. Does hockey need to do that in this environment with COVID-19 is completely outlaw fighting? 
You know what? That's a, that's a really interesting point, Randy. I actually haven't read about that yet. Um, so I actually would love to, to kind of think about this on a high, on, a, on a, another level, but you know, it is playoffs. So you don't typically see a lot of fighting in playoffs, but, uh, I, I can see them. I can see the league coming out and saying, at least for this COVID little run for this Stanley cup run, there, there will be no fighting. I think they're going to try to limit it, but again, it's, if, if you limit fighting, I mean, you're not any closer than you would be if you're battling with someone at the front of the net. I just think from, um, uh, a transfer of, fluids if that makes sense mm-hmm. whether it's spit mm-hmm. and blood uh that that could be uh, a possible extra you know a worry as far as the transmission so you would say that maybe the league does come out and say that no fighting i think the players wouldn't have a problem with that again i don't think we're going to see many many instances where we're going to see a lot of fighting my, my biggest thing i think that the league needs to say something about and whether the players hold true to this or not or how strictly enforces it or not is going to be hard but i mean you ever look at the bench guys during the game it's just constant spinning and I remember playing, I would take a swig of Gatorade, spit it out, swig of water, spit it out. And it's not only for hydration. It's not only to get new energy. Uh, players actually do it as a ritual. They do it as um, something that keeps them in a routine on the bench. Um, a lot of players, like, for example, I'll give you another example, Shane Doan. He'd come on the bench after he caught a breath, he'd get his orange Gatorade, swish it, spit it out. Water, swish it, spit it out. It was his routine. Every shift, he would do that. So I, I kind of am curious to see what the league's going to come out with as far as uh, bench uh, procedures and protocols, as far as what these players are allowed to do or not allowed to do. Now you're going to have your missteps, of course. But uh, I, I would like to think that trainers and, and league officials are going to try to minimize spinning as much as possible, especially on a bench where players are sitting so close together. Joey, I, I need to get the full visual here. So are you just spitting this on the floor? Because I'm imagining Craig Berube wading through liquid uh, on the bottom of the bench area there. It's gross. It, it's all on the floor, guys. I'm t- and, and you know what my job was? And especially in Arizona, I would grab a Gatorade water bottle and I would literally just hose down the floor. I kind of did my best. I guess what I found out, and Randy and Michelle, you may know this better than me, but I read a book, I read an article somewhere that Tony LaRussa would actually pick up um, the dugout, like mm-hmm. gum wrappers and gum and peanuts, and he wanted like a clean dugout. I don't know if this is true or not, but I, I read this. I'm like, you know what? I like that. So I would actually take the water bottle and I would just squeegee. I would squeegee the bench because especially in the third period when I wasn't playing very much, I was at least doing my part, um, you know, safety protocol as far as trying to keep the bench clean. But is that, is that true about Tony Russo? Did he do that? That is, and that's in, we're, we're having a character and Smallman baseball book club, and our first book is Three Nights in August, and that is written in Three Nights in August. Well, there you go. There you go. So I'm, I'm basically like Tony LaRusso. <laughs> That's great. Hey, one more thing, because uh, we are a cultured group, Randy and Michelle mm-hmm. and Joey, and uh, more cultured now than we were before this 10-year anniversary for Joey and his bride. But uh, Hamilton, are you a, a play guy, and do you have any interest in watching Hamilton as it debuts next week on the Disney Plus channel? Hey, I would love to watch Hamilton. I heard some really good buzz about it. I had a good friend of mine go to Chicago, watch the show. He said it lived up to the hype. Uh, I was never a Broadway guy, uh, Broadway guy, guys, until I went to New York. I think it was maybe my fourth or fifth year in the league. And um, Korpakowski, Keith Yandel, and like two, like Kyle Chipchurup, he's like, we're going to a Broadway show. We were in New York for like four days. I'm like, Broadway show? What, what, what are you talking about, Broadway show? I'm not going to Broadway show. Like, I don't know what Broadway shows. I, I, beat, I beat people up, and I eat steak, and I, I make beef jerky on the side. That's why I'm a man. You know what I mean? Um, but like, no, you, you got to go check this out. Broadway's awesome. So we actually saw... We saw the Book of Mormon. Oh, so good! Great. <laughs> which 
guys, I was on the edge of my seat. I was like curled over. I was laughing so hard. But I mean, uh, the anticipation, you did the dinner before and then you watched the show and then the after party. And it was just, I kind of really fell in love with Broadway. And since that day, um, at the Fox, my wife and I went to Jersey Boys multiple times. I love Mamma Mia. Mamma Mia has turned me on to uh, ABBA, which is now probably my favorite band of all time. I love ABBA awesome. music. We can listen. It's listened. To, it is played throughout our Alexa in the house. Probably ninety percent of the days, if you ever come to my house, ABBA's just playing. And my kids love it. So yeah, I've had a great relationship with Broadway ever since, and I'm excited to see Hamilton. I'm just like you guys, absolutely. Joey, I will say this. A lot of things get overhyped and they don't deliver. 10 out of 10, everyone loves Hamilton. It's one of those really? things where even though the hype is there, it's going to be that good when you see it, I can promise you. Well, I can't wait. You know, I, I'll hopefully one day I'll see it at the Fox, too. They have great Twizzler at the Fox, <laughs> the Twizzler candy. You know, you can always tell a good Twizzler from a bad Twizzler because it's got to be soft. Uh, old Twizzler, it's like got a really hard texture to it. But every time I go to the Fox, I get the bag of Twizzlers and a Coke. And they have the best Twizzler in St. Louis. So I'm looking forward to that. They're awesome. Joey V, always great to have you on the show. Thanks so much for the time. Have a great weekend. And uh, we're going to something up because we're off next week. We're going to do a best of show on July 3rd. So maybe we can get together on Thursday, the 2nd. Hey, it sounds great. It's the highlight of my week. It's all downhill from here. You guys have a great weekend. All right. See you, brother. Take care.